Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nicole. Hey, yo. Emily. Hello. Jordan. Hey. And Justin. Present. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We have a good time. We uh, don't do a lot of combat, apparently, because that's the way the story has gone so far. But I I promise you, we are Dungeons & Dragons. So, yeah. Anywho, at the end of each episode, we name a village idiot. Last week's village idiot was Saf, played by Justin. Oh, yeah, that's right. You knew that. I forgot for a split second. No, you knew how dumb you were. We were talking about that earlier. Episode 10 released today. Come on. Yeah, I didn't listen to it today. No, but we were literally talking about how uh, the tally in the car on the way to the doctor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And why you had the... That's true. He forgot between then and now. I get it. That was like same four (laughs) hours ago. (laughs) It happens. <laughs> so, Justin, what happened last time? I believe that we started off explaining what we did over the two 10-day period that we waited for Scar's transfer to go through. Yep. Um, so, we did all of that. See previous episode for a description. Can we call it a metric week? Yeah, I don't. I was really confused as to why it's a ten day. I don't understand where that comes from. That's what they say in the dungeon master's guide. So you know, rules as written. Okay, I was just curious. Uh, I'm gonna fight every single one of you. I made this whole world, but I'm gonna use the ten day from the dungeon master's guide. I'm not saying it's wrong. I was just. I did the same thing, dude. He did it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And he was yeah. like, "Listen," and he like went off on a whole thing, and I was like, "But what if it was just a normal?" And he was like, "Nope." I already, I already did it. It is way easier math. I mean... You know what? I'm going to retcon it right now. Every week is going to be uh, 13 days. <laughs> so have fun figuring all that out. So it's a baker's week. A, a baker's, baker's week, week, yeah. baker's week. <laughs> the calendar was made by baker monks. I'm not mad about it. I was just curious as to where it came from. That's uh-huh. All. So slow your roll. Sorry, Justin. Continue. <laughs> okay, so there were the two 10 days, Scar's transfer, and then her transfer came through. So we went to the Grotti Tower and presented our passes, went through, and teleported to Intepa from Ilar's birth. When we were going through, everyone did just fine except for Drew who ended up in a black void and confronted with a ghost telling her to seize the stone that was around my neck. And when she got to Antepa, she lunged at me for the stone and I evaded her, threw it in my back while holding, and Scar, being chaotic neutral, really wanted to see what would happen if the malevolent entity got the stone. So she really wanted to see what would happen. Mm -hmm. From that point, we went to my family's apartment and uh, we ran into my great-grandmother Pela who had the forgetsies <laughs> and then shortly after that we ran in Yendek my father came into the apartment and asked if 
these were my captors. And then we ended it there. Yes, that is what happened. So you all are standing in the Thornburn apartment and Yendak has just come in and asked if uh, you were the captors of Saf. So what would y'all like to do? I thought about this a lot since the last time we recorded and I haven't come up with anything. So what would y'all like to do? <laughs> um, inflict wounds. No, okay. no, no, anything okay. but that. <laughs> okay, so Dad, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? More importantly, what is she doing here? And I point to great grandma. More importantly. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to deflect. Classic deflection. Uh-huh. No, that was Drew. <laughs> More oh. importantly. Well, I was taking care of grandma here so that at the Thornburn apartment, hoping that actually you would come in. And I mean, I never thought that you would actually come. I know how much you, you loved your grandfather and I thought that this would be one of the places that you would try and come. So I've been taking care of my grandmother here. So, uh, you're coming home right now, Missy. <laughs> and, and you, tiefling and orc and elf, you, you can't do anything about it. No, you can't. He stands at his full four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Can we just get something straight that we are not her captors? That I just want to clear that mess up. But then also, halfling man. She's a grown adult. She could do whatever she wants. Well, she may be an adult, but I'm still her father. She has to listen to her elders. Does she now? Yes, she does. <laughs> I'm her father, and that's that's what I say. The elves have sim- similar rules. It's like really fucked. So if I have to listen to my elders, then I'm listening to Grandma... What was her name? Shit. <laughs> I'm listening to Grandma Denai? Dany? I don't know how to pronounce that. Denai would be D-A-N-A-I. That's how you spelled it. D-A-I-E-N something. I don't know. Like like uh, Michelle. That's her real name. So if I'm going to listen to any elder, it's going to be the one that outranks you. And I'm going to listen to Grandma Denai. And she told me I should go on this adventure to find grandpa and she gave me some money and she said to bring him home. You're talking about Milo's mother, correct? Correct. Or Milo's wife. Milo's wife. Yeah. Sorry. So this would be Yendak's mother. Yes. What? Mother didn't tell me anything about that. You, you, you can't. You you have to you have to stay with me, and you you have to you you have to to help me take care of great grandmother Pela. Isn't that right? And he turns to look at Pela, and she's smiling up at him, and she says, "It's time to let the girl go, dear." Oh, oh, great grandma! <laughs> and he looks back at her and says, "Grandma." What what do you mean? Everyone has to leave home at some point. Sometimes that 
comes sooner than we'd like, but she wants to go. And it's her time. <laughs> As your elder, I say you let her. Oh, snap! Great grandma! She just called seniority. Can you put that ABBA song um, in the background under that when you edit this, Justin? <laughs> that song, what is it? Uh, slipping Through My Fingers. Dancing Queen. No. <laughs> slipping Through My Fingers because that would be adorable. Oh my god, Nathan. Probably Keep not without going. getting sued, but that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I would love to, but I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Come on. Uh, my vision of Pela is more the grandmother to Link in The Wind Waker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Good on you. That's so, so good. Anywho, uh, so yeah, uh, Yendak is looking at his grandmother incredulously, and he seems to be speechless. I go, yeah, Dad, it's my time to go, and Grandpa said that I have the spirit of an adventurer, so I want to live up to that. I know you can't understand that, but I have to do this. Uh, uh... Well, you have to, because your grandma told you to. <laughs> and you <laughs> said you have to listen to your elders, so you're kind of backed into your own corner now. Yendax looking around like he's lost. And then he kind of steals himself and has a new resolve and says, I'll, no, you, you can't go. I'm, I'm going to call the Copper Mantles. That's right. I'm going to call them here. And and you won't be able to go. No, you won't. You're going to come home. I cough really loudly. <clears throat> I cough really loudly and I point at Scar <laughs> and I go, I have an escort. <laughs> Hi, Copper Mantle. <laughs> when he notices Scar as a Copper Mantle, Yendak lets out a defeated sigh. <sighs> uh, I, I... And just at that moment, you hear a resounding crack, similar to thunder, outside. Uh, okay, I rush to the window to look outside. Okay, you don't see anything. What, what was what was that? <laughs> Is it gonna rain? <laughs> that that didn't sound like rain. Okay, so I I walk over to uh to Dad Yendek, and I pat him on the shoulder, and I say, "Besides, I'm on a secret mission. It's super secret." Yeah, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> and then I uh I kind of in an anime style have a really big grin, and I I put my hand on my head, and I'm kind of like rubbing my head. Like a typical anime character who is who looks really uncomfortable, and I go, I have an entire escort, and I point to, I point to Agamir, Drew, and Scar. Okay, Yendak's speechless again. He's looking for words, and at this point, you hear screams in the street. Hey, maybe we should go check that out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So I kind of sidle up against the window, and I open the curtain and take a peek out. Now I'm just going to run outside. Same. Well, not run outside. Take a look through the curtain. 
no, I am. I'm going to run outside because that's, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to protect and serve and that all, that whole thing. So. Okay, Leroy Jenkins. No, but that's not Leroy Jenkins in it. That's literally my job is to stop bad things from happening. Leroy Jenkins it. That's her job well, is to Leroy yeah. Jenkins it. I guess, yeah. Scarlett <laughs> Jenkins. That's not my last name. Sure. Uh, it is now. It is now. <laughs> no, no. Um, Drew, I'm going to walk outside, but I do so at a more leisurely pace. I'm not running into anything. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely running. Okay. Regardless of whether you're looking through the window or you're on the street, you see a lot of people running down from the highest level of Entepa, and they are running down as if to get away from something. There are all sorts of people screaming and you see copper mantles kind of ferrying people down. Well, not ferrying, but um, leading people down. Can I go up to one and, you know, what's going on? What's happening? Sure. There's been a some sort of disturbance. I've been told that we need to evacuate the upper level. We don't know what the disturbance is? Uh, they didn't tell me. They just said we needed to evacuate. Are the consoles up there? So far as I know, all the consoles that are in, in Tepa are still in their in their consulates. Yes. All right. Well, I'm gonna go investigate this then. Yeah. I've 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 left the the apartment and I'm at the back of the group. Okay. Is everyone is so everyone's traveling up to see what's going on? Oh yeah, I thought we were all around the copper mantle. Yeah. Okay. It's a short distance uh, up some stairs and you get to the top level of Intepa and you um, get up to the top and it's quiet up here. It seems like everyone's been evacuated. Is there any kind of smoke or atmospheric disturbance from the, that's this loud crack we heard? Uh, Roll me an investigation. Okay. Okay, um, that would be altogether a 20. Okay. Unnaturally. Other than the lack of people, everything seems in order. Okay. Can I, I'm going to roll a perception to see if I can, would it be perception or maybe insight to see if I can, you know, like my pow, my powers of copping, <laughs> my cop powers. <laughs> To like Cop know power. where something is off. You know, like you get that, that intuition where you feel like something's off. 14. What would it be? Would it be in uh, per- perception or? Uh, perception in this case. Okay. So for- 14. Okay. You notice that there is a, a courtyard not too far from where you came up to the top level. And it seems like there have been some carts knocked over there. Okay, I'm going to go over there and check it out. Okay. You approach the courtyard, and there's a copper mantle lying face first on the ground in front of you in a pool of blood. All around the mantle are abandoned swords, shields, and more blood. As you get closer to the mantle, she takes a gasping breath, jerks her head up, and screams, Get back, it's... Before she can finish her thought, you hear a crackling and see a blinding flash of light. The form of a gigantic electric blue and white spider appears behind the mantle and grabs her. Then in another flash of light, they both vanish and the street is silent. Uh, What? 
Jeez. Uh, Can everyone open up roll 20 for me, please? Yep. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. No. I was going to ask if I can make a history check or something to see if I know what that thing is. but Sure. Okay. I feel like I'm glad you did it this way because if you had told us to open up roll 20 beforehand, then you would, then it kind of would have like given it away that we were definitely going to combat. Yeah. Yeah. Teleporting electric spiders. This is. You all have evaded combat for so long <laughs> that I was leaving nothing to chance. <laughs> you all are fighting. I'm ready. Honestly, though. Okay. Uh, everyone roll initiative for me, please. Dope. All right. Well, I'm gonna roll history, history first, really fast. Okay, please do. Uh, history is plus one, so eighteen. Uh, you have no idea what this is. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I rolled eleven for per, per uh, initiative. I rolled a twelve. I got a ten. Oh yeah. I rolled a net twenty. Good job. Okay. So, first is going to be Saf. It is your turn. Can you see the courtyard where you all are right now? Indeed. So, the courtyard, for those listening at home, extends at its longest point about 80 feet. And it is flanked by two storefronts or residences. You're not exactly sure. There are. There's a cart that you see up behind you the way you came, and then there's another cart and some barrels on, on the opposite side of the courtyard. And there are also awnings that are along the storefronts. There's five swords laying on the ground and nine pools of blood. Awnings, you say? Awnings, I say. How high are these awnings? Are they like ceiling height? They're about awning height. <laughs> so right above where you'd put a, the first floor ceiling yeah mm -hmm. a little high for a halfling yeah okay but you know people have been known to throw halflings during battle so it's true um, I look around and I look for an adversary do I see anybody roll me a perception I got a 12 uh, you do not see any adversary. You look all around the courtyard and it is quiet. Okay. I would like to uh, take cover around one of the carts. Okay. So you can get to just about the, the, the cart that is behind you. I'll say that you can scoot underneath of it and you'll be able to uh, hide. You can either hide underneath of it or you can hide behind it. I'm just going to stand next to it, kind of being alert of all sides. Okay. Where on the map, um, the the mantle, where was she taken from on the map? Uh, she was taken by the central pool of blood, which is uh, right between the cart and the, uh, between the two carts on either end of the courtyard. Okay. About as central as you can get. Rolled a net 20 for nothing. Yeah. You can take the, uh, no, you can take a defensive stance, right? Or. Uh, yeah. You can take a, uh, the dodge action to be more defensive. Okay. Agamir, it's your turn. 
Okay. I suppose, so I'm going to go ahead and move over 15 feet to the pool of blood. And then I'd also like to, where she was taken, and I guess I'll also roll a perception. Just, I guess, Agamir would be like listening or trying to feel or smell like some kind of, just using all of his senses to try and discern where something might be coming from. Okay. Smell it. Smell it. <laughs> Reach out with your feelings. Yes. You know it to be true. And I'm gonna gonna suck at it, and it's totally it's an eight in all. In all. Uh, what uh, role were you? What skill? This is for, I believe, perception. Still. Okay. That is definitely blood on the ground. <laughs> cool, cool. You never be too sure. Yeah, you know, it, uh, sometimes they can trick you. Would you like to do anything else, or just want to investigate that? I'm on edge, so would that would I be able to take the dodge action, or was that was that my action for the round? Technically, that was your action, but I'll say that I can hide. Yeah, you can. You you can take the dodge action. You're you're just hyper alert. Okay. So scar, it is your turn. Is it an action to unsheath my weapon? I imagine that you would already have it unsheathed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I was that's what I was wondering. Like, was it Don't you have a warhammer? Yeah, how do you unsheath the warhammer? I have a warhammer. I'm just it's it's like in a little thing behind my back, like a holster. And I just kind of like pull it out. I feel like that can't be easy to like undo a warhammer. Like it's not really like an unsheathing. Not undo it. It's like a like like you know I how I feel like it should take an action. You have to sit it down and unclip the little buckles. No, no. And- <laughs> You're thinking of this the wrong way. This is like an arrow kind of thing. It's like a bucket on your back for your Sort warhammer. of, but I mean okay. it's got so it's like so what I do is it's hanging out like top side up sort of. And I like pull it out and I just kind of flip it around in my hand because I'm proficient in that because uh-huh. it's like my weapon. Like that's. Yeah. She is proficient with, well, as a fighter, all weapons. So. All weapons. Yeah. And then I also have two axes and a long sword. So those things I'd have to like, those are at my sides. Back bucket. Got it. Back bucket. <laughs> yes. Um, so I. I don't know what to do. Scar constantly has her Warhammer and a baby Bjorn. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We love our baby Bjorns in in our D&D campaigns. You carried me once in one of our D&D campaigns in like a makeshift baby Bjorn. Yes, I did. When I played a little elf. Um, And you were the tiefling. I was was a big old dragonborn. Oh, no, you were a dragonborn. That was it. Justin was a tiefling, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to roll for arcana okay hopefully uh drew doesn't throw off the calculations i think you can tell where it's coming from hopefully if i rolled high enough which i did i got a 19 and i got a what is arcana plus one so it's now unnatural 20 something magical Definitely happened, but it's not anything that you are aware of that you've encountered before. But can I sense if it's anywhere near here, the same kind of... You wouldn't be able to tell with an Arcana roll, you just know that something magical happened. Okay. Was that my action then? Was you rolling that? Uh, Yes. 
Um, you can move. Yeah. Um, Agamir, did you move? I did. I, I moved closer to the to the blood. 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 Okay. Um, am I standing like close to where she was taken? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna. Can you can you move me to that little dot of blood with the sword next to it? Okay, so you're moving 20 feet behind you, farther away from the where the mantle was taken. Yeah. just uh, I like having like a bird's eye view almost of like what, not really bird's eye, but like just a backed up view of the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, so Drew, it is your turn. Um, I think I'm going to do a perception. I mean, I know someone did a perception roll, but it wasn't very good. I'm proficient in it, so hold on. <laughs> Two of us have rolled perception rolls. Mm-hmm. Were they good? Well, I rolled it way b- before combat. Should I roll a perception roll again then? Or is that stupid? No, it isn't because I moved. I rolled perception well before we got to this place. I rolled the perception to get us to this place. You can certainly try. <laughs> yeah, or that. All right, I'll try. 22. She's pissed. She's pissed off because she doesn't have anything to touch. I know. <laughs> 22 to perception. You don't see anything around you. Nothing seems to be disturbed. Fuck, Nathan. Well, it, whatever it is, its turn is next, so. Why did we roll initiative if you were going to do this to us? Reasons. Okay. I, I don't have anything else to do, so okay. Would you like to move? No. You're going to stay right where you are, huh? Yeah. Why okay. would I move? Uh, Saf, it is your turn. What? Seriously? Yes. Seriously? Um, hey, Nathan, this is uh, garbage. Time to go root this, rooting around in the stores. I have an idea. Okay, Scar, what's your idea? I think whatever it is is attracted to blood. Maybe. Or an open wound, perhaps, because that woman was wounded. I shoot, I shoot Scar in the leg. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I will hurt you. I don't know. Just I would like to take a defensive position again. I guess. Okay, so you take the dodge action. Sure. Uh, would you like to, or you could do that, or you can ready an action. So if you see something, you immediately shoot it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why has that not been a thing? Oh, it's always been a thing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. A whole new world. <laughs> okay, so I would like to do that then. All right. going to stay where you are and ready in action. Yes. To uh, shoot your thunder cannon at whatever you see that pops up. Yes. Okay. Oh, that could be dangerous. Is there friendly fire? <laughs> like, it very much is. For that thing? Oh, fuck. If you shoot me, I will hurt you. Okay. Uh, Agamir, it's your turn. All right. I guess what I'm going to do then is I'm going to move to move over here to try to, to, and basically, I'd like to roll in a quick investigation on this turned over cart, maybe. Okay, so you're going for the southerly end of the courtyard yes i'm moving over here southward um i have a hand crossbow 
Okay. Equipped at the moment, so my investigation roll on the cart is going to be a 15 in total. Uh, do I see anything of note? Yes. It looks like this cart was overturned violently and by something rather large. Is there any obvious, like, scorch marks? Or, like, would there, like could I see if... You said the other spiders are electric. I don't know if there's any residue or anything. Uh, it was electric blue and white. That was just the color. Oh, okay. You don't see any uh, obvious type of scorch marks or anything like that. No, no markings on the the cart. Just that it's been violently pushed over. Okay. For my bonus action, I guess I'd like to dash and go. And see. I'd like to go over here next to the storefront. Okay, so you're going to the far south end now. The far south end of the storefront. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're up against a wall. Okay. Sweet. All right, Scar, it is your turn. Well, I'm a fighter, and I don't got nothing to fight. This is kind of annoying. <laughs> what are these stores? Have we, like, looked inside of any of these stores? No. Um, can I, like, yell? I'm going to just yell, like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> um... You hear echoing back in the distance. Love me like you do. Love me, love me like you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're adorable. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Damn it. I don't know what to do. I'm a fighter and there's nothing to fight. Go investigate the stores. Go shopping. Fine. I'm going to go investigate the stores. Why? There's no, there's nothing in this. We don't know about the stores. I'm confused. Well, we're just searching around. We don't know where, no one's looked inside of them. I'm just window shopping. Like, a battle isn't going to deter me from that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's something nice for your boat that you don't have. (laughs) Yeah. A nautical rubber ducky, perhaps. Maybe whoever did this is hiding. All right. So I'm going to go up to the window to the south of where i mean i don't know what south is right now north is going to be up okay so south uh wherever what i'm gonna go over there and look i don't know okay are you going to just move or are you going to dash how far is that 30 feet your movement 45 to the store or 40 to the storefront yeah i guess i'll dash Okay, so you're going to get all the way up to the southernmost storefront in this courtyard. What is it? (laughs) This is a cobbler. Someone that makes shoes. Yes. Fun. No, the pie. You're funny. (laughs) Actually, they make both. (laughs) Yes. The Cobbles Cobbler is the name of the store. (laughs) I was about to say it. You beat me to it. (laughs) Nothing amiss. There is nothing amiss that you see here. No. Boring. Boring? It's the cobble's cobbler. <laughs> Can I break the window and get some pie? Sure. <laughs> On your next turn, though. What does the cop immediately do? Loot. Loot. <laughs> you're sure you're a copper mantle. I'm just getting bored. What's your alignment? <laughs> Chaotic. Neutral. That's valid. Drew, it is your turn. Cool. I'm going to um, actually cast False Life on myself, which gives me temporary hit points. Sweet. I dig it. 
um, because that's better than rolling another perception check, which I don't want to do. Um, let's see. I gain 1d4 plus 4 hit points. Okay. 4 plus 4 is 8. Okay, what does your um, false life look like? I don't think you've ever cast this before. It starts out as like a little, it looks like I've got a halo, like a purple halo at first, and then the halo gets bigger, and then it like scans down. It looks like a futuristic purple scanner thing, and then it gets to the bottom and disappears. Cool. Would you like to move? Yeah, I guess I'll go northeast up to this storefront that no one else has been to yet. Okay. Are you going to... Well, you can't go that far. Oh. Your speed's only 30. I forget we're in combat because we're not fighting anything. (laughs) So that's 30 there. Cool. I'll go there. So you can get about halfway to the, um, the storefront. Okay. Okay, that's going to take us to Saf. I guess I'm going to investigate the cart that's around me. Okay. Because there's nothing else to do. So what would you like me to roll? Investigation. This is just Nathan forcing us to roll investigation because we don't do it. No, you you almost exclusively roll investigation. It's a 23. It looks like... It was in transit when it got pushed aside. It looks like it's been in like a head-on collision. There's a pretty big dent in the in the front of it. The horses since scampered off, and you see some tiny blue and white hairs embedded in the uh, in the dent, and they seem to be phasing in and out of existence. What? Better take a sample. I would like to touch it. Want to touch it. it. Okay. Just like poke one of the hairs or pick it up. You, you're not able to get a good grasp on it because it keeps shifting in and out of existence. But when you do feel it, you feel that it's a, a fine hair. It has a little bit of a heat to it. Okay. Would you like to move? No, but can I, can I redo my, what's it called? Ready in action? Ready in action, yeah. Uh, Not since you did the investigation check. That's your action. Uh, Fine. Okay. Drew, can you roll me a dexterity saving throw, please? Dope. Yes, I can. (laughs) Ten. These dice aren't working for me tonight. Keep rolling eights. Okay, you are standing there walking towards the storefront and all of a sudden you see, you hear more crackling and another flash of light and all of a sudden there's a big (laughs) spider hurtling towards you from above. Oh no! You manage to get out of the way just in time and it kind of skitters past you. Yeah, that's my worst nightmare. Thank you. Why am I all the way on the other side of the courtyard? I told you to go look in the storefront. (laughs) I went to the other one. (laughs) So it is now Agamir's turn. All right. Get it. Finally. You are currently 70, 65 feet away from it. Well, now if you're moving, you are now 40 feet away. Okay. So I've, I've used my movement 
or my initial movement. Um, I'm still 40 feet away? Yes. Okay, I'm going to... So my crossbow's got a range... Um, juggling apps here. It's got a range of... Uh, it's... Oh, I'm on the wrong character. You play other games? No, I have a ton of like pre-made characters that I just mess around with that imagine that I play. <laughs> okay. Got a range of uh, 30. Okay, effective range of 30 up to 120 at disadvantage. So I'm going to dash to use a bonus action to dash to move the extra 10. Actually, I'll move 15 feet. And I'm going to fire my crossbow at the spider. Excellent. Yes. So... In total, it is a 12 to hit. Okay, that is going to miss. So the bolt from your hand crossbow goes flying past the phase spider, and it embeds in the wall behind it. Spoiler alert, I just told you what it was. What? Never mind. Keep going. Uh, Scar, it's your turn. I heard it, but I'm not going to say it. What did he say? I want to know what he said. Got to pay attention. Got to pay attention. But no. So, Scar, you are... So far away. So far away. 60... You're 60 feet away from the spider. You can make it. (laughs) If you dash, you could be right in front of it. But you wouldn't be able to do anything. You'd just be right in front of it. Oh, I would be (laughs) able to do something because I have this little thing called an action action surge. Easy for you to say. (laughs) What? What does that mean? <laughs> it's funny because it wasn't easy for you to say. You messed it up. Dad jokes. I'm so dumb today. <laughs> um, I'm also a little, little tiny bit tipsy. So nice. Yeah, I'm gonna dash. Okay, you are right in front of the spider. I don't know if I should use my warhammer or the sword. One's slashing and one's bludgeoning. I like the idea of on the 60-foot run there, Scar is like, which weapon do I use? <laughs> and like is going through <laughs> which one she has, taking stock. Really what I'm looking up is what the hell second wind means again, because I forgot. That's where you can heal yourself. I think, yeah. I think it's a healing thing. I think you're winning. I think it's like 1d8 per fighter level or something like that. You have a limited will of stamina. It's a D10 plus your fighter level. Ah. Yeah, one D10 plus fighter level. Yeah, so I just want to make sure. Okay, so I'm going to use my... Do I have to go right up in front of it? Or can I stand? No, I want to be right up in front of it. I'm going to use my action surge. And I'm going to use my warhammer. Because it's right in my hand. Cool. Let's see what you got. Does what do I add to it? What's my bonus? Uh, your proficiency plus your strength modifier. That's a nineteen to hit. That will hit. Yeah, it will. So I do one d eight bludgeoning. Five. Okay, you strike this spider. Your warhammer hits it right in the thorax as you hit it in the thorax you notice that uh there are some friends hanging out i'm sorry what (laughs) a bunch of babies fly (gasps) off of it 
why is this my worst nightmare? This is embarrassing. <laughs> not what marriage is about. Can't use this oh against me. Oh, God. This is like that time that Nathan used, like, ghost babies to freak you out, too. Ah! When you were pregnant, remember? <laughs> yes. I has, I was very newly pregnant, very emotional, and Nathan, we were running a story. We were doing Curse of Strahd, and he put these ghost kids in, and one of them had the name of the middle name we were going to give our daughter if we had one. And they were like dead kids and crying, and it was sad, and I was very upset about it. Yeah, it wasn't my proudest moment. No, I literally cried. We had to stop playing. <laughs> and now we're doing spiders. What the hell? Excellent. It's fine. They're not real. Why did it have to be spiders? <laughs> okay, Ron. <laughs> Why couldn't it be fight the butterflies? The butterflies? <laughs> so that was Scar's turn. Next up is going to be some of these baby spiders. No. Gross. Actually, as they're standing there in front of you, you notice that they phase out of existence. Uh, this is a really weird creature. I don't like it. Uh, and then that's going to take us to Drew's turn. You've got a big old spider behind you. Touch it. Kill it. <laughs> Touch it. Pregnant mama spider. <laughs> hey, it. Okay. So I'm actually going to do guiding bolt just so that this also gives advantage for you guys. So on a hit, target takes 4d6 radiant damage and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn has advantage. So whoever attacks after me will have advantage on despite it. Uh, I was rolling for damage. Uh, hold on one second. Let me roll to hit it first. Yes, please. <laughs> Where's my thing? 22 to hit. That will hit. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. I swear I am not lying. I got three sixes and a five. Whoa. <clears throat> add that all up for me, please. I can't add. I just work at a bank. 23. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, it is. Aha! I can do math! <laughs> so what does it look like when you cast this Guiding Bolt? Scar puts her hand out. It's very, uh, I, I know I always reference Avatar, but listen, Avatar is amazing and, and wonderful. Honestly. But, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad we're all in agreement here. But basically, takes her hand and pushes it out, kind of like an airbending move, and uh, it's a streak of purple light that strikes the spider, and the spider kind of shimmers purple for a little bit. And so it's lit up. Excellent. So whoever attacks next has advantage. Sweet. So, Saf, that brings us to your turn. Excellent. All right. I see a gigantic spider phase into existence and nearly misdrew, and I audibly yelp out loud, and go to hide under the cart. But I would like to take a kind of sniper's position on the ground. Okay, so you are now prone? Under the cart. Yes, okay. So under full cover, right? You would be under some sort of cover from ranged attacks from afar, yes. Three quarters. Yeah, three quarters or half cover or something like that. Total cover would be like behind a wall, like 
complete line of sight lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would like to shoot it with my thunder cannon now. Excellent. And I got an 18 to hit. That'll hit. And you did you roll with advantage just to see if you crit? Oh, I did not crit. Okay. Okay, so let's see. That would be eight damage. Sweet. So your thunder cannon shoots the spider right in the face, right in one of the eyes. You see a little, a little pop happen, and it looks pretty angry. It's still up, though. That is going to take us to the spider's turn. It is going to turn on Drew after getting hit in the face. It's angry, but sees the small thing under the cart and thinks that this thing that hurt it a lot more is going to be a better target. Mm-hmm. And it's going to try and bite you. Okay. It's a 13 hit. No, it does not. Okay. It misses. And then it disappears. What? <laughs> Come on. And that is going to take us to Agamir's turn. All right. Let's see. There's nothing. So the baby spiders are gone and the big one's gone as well. Correct. Okay. I'm going to take my 50 feet of silk rope and (laughs) (laughs) make a web. (laughs) Lured back. Now, let me think. I I guess, yeah, I'm going to run diagonally a little closer to to be closer to Saf just in case things go sideways and it goes for her. Okay. So I'm just going to be kind of right there and um, I'll take the dodge action if there's nothing on the field. Yeah, you don't see anything, so you can go ahead and dodge. All right. Sweet. Scar, it is your turn. There is nothing around you. Yeah, I know, and it sucks because I really wanted to hit this thing again. What made it appear that first time? Did we do anything? It appeared above Drew when she was walking towards the storefront. Did it was it did it seem to be like coming down from like the the roof of the building? Yes, it appeared in midair above Drew. I'm going to go stand by the other cart that was knocked over, not the one that Saf was standing is standing by. Okay. So, would you like to take the dash action to get over there? Yeah, fine. Okay. Agamir, as you are walking towards the cart with Saf underneath of it, you see a bunch of baby spiders materialize underneath of you. Underneath me? Underneath of you. They're like swarming around you. Ah. But I'm dodgy, right? (laughs) You are dodgy. They're, They're not attacking. They're just swarming around you. Okay. Yes. So that is what you see. Drew, it is your turn. How many feet away am I from what's happening? From Agamir? Yeah. 35 to 40 feet away from Agamir. I was gonna... Really, all I can do... Oh, no, I can't even do that because the range is 30 feet. Ah. You can move first. I guess I can. Um, Can I move, like, enough to be within 30 feet of the baby spiders? Yes. And then I'm... Do they count as one creature? Technically, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Bane. And they need to make a charisma saving throw. Ooh, they're not good at charisma. Good. They rolled a seven. However, their charisma modifier is minus five. <laughs> oh, 
So they got a two. I think they fail. Okay, so before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. Okay. And it lasts up to a minute. Sounds good. Yep. So that was Drew's turn. Saf, it is now your turn. Back to the top of the order. There are tiny spiders coming towards you. I have reloaded my thunder cannon, and I am going to shoot the tiny spiders. Okay. Are you trying to avoid Agamir? Yeah. Why? Because he's right behind these tiny spiders. Well, you said they're like a swarm, right? So I'm sure I could probably like (laughs) shoot right between his legs at his feet or whatever the spiders, you know, do a trick shot. I guess it depends how how high I roll, right? (laughs) Would you want to, do you maybe want to shuffle to a different position in the cart or? (laughs) You know what? I'll, I'll let you, let you do this. And depending on how high you roll, Agamir will have to make a dexterity saving throw. To avoid being hit. Will he have to beat my attack roll? If your attack roll is high enough against the young the, the, the young spiders, then Agamir won't have to make a saving throw. But if it's not high enough, then he will have to make a saving throw to avoid being hit. Okay. I rolled <laughs> I rolled a 15. Does that hit? Okay, that uh, is good enough. So you hit those spiders <laughs> right in the uh, the heart of the swarm, and Agamir is sprayed with spider guts. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so roll for damage. What sort of damage do you do? Okay. I was in my Sunday best, damn it. <laughs> That's 13 dablage. Okay, it looks like you took out about half of the swarm. Excellent. And then I would like to back up just like maybe five feet or something. Okay. You back up five feet. You're still underneath the cart. So that is going to take us to a spider. It phases back into existence behind Drew. And it's going to try and bite you again. Ah! That's better. Mm. Uh, that's going to be a 19 to hit. Mm, that hits. Guess it will. You take 10 piercing damage. That's okay. That's okay. I had eight temporary hit points. Yep. Uh, make a constitution saving throw for me, please. I am not good at that. I rolled a 12, but my saving throw is negative one. So 11. Okay. You are okay. Oh, shocking. Oh, wait. Sorry. Mm. Silly me. Uh, You take an additional 10 points of poison damage. Are you serious? Yes. Y'all, I'm not doing good. Can I cure wounds on myself? Uh, Yes. What was your health before the temporary hit points? Like, what's your max health? 13. Okay. So you're at a one? Yes, I am currently sitting at a single hit point. Thank goodness for that false life. Right? God, I'd be dead. Yeah, it's a good thing you rolled that 11 because you took half damage on the poison. God. 
Agamir, it is your turn. You hear uh, Drew let out a shout behind you as the spider bites into her leg. Oof. Well, scraping the guts off my eyes, I turn around <laughs> and I, I, I see the scene unfolding. Um, am I, how far am I from the spider? It's 30 feet behind you. Okay. I am going to fire another bolt at it from the crossbow. Okay. You turn around and you take a shot with the crossbow. Okay. I rolled a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Very good. And I rolled it. So that'll be seven damage from the crossbow. Okay. You strike it right in the other big eye that opposite the one that Saf knocked out with the thunder cannon. You see spider Icker coming out of its face now. It's not doing so great. So you you were able to take advantage of it, taking a bite out of uh, Drew's leg. Light up the shot. Yeah. So you can move if you'd like. Yeah, I guess I will. I'm going to move up to... I'm going to move up next to Drew. I can't get between the spider and Drew. No, you can't. Okay. Just next next to it, like that. Yep, just like that. Okay. Actually, could I end up here? Yeah, you can end up uh, on that caddy corner. Okay, to try and kind of divert it, possibly. Yeah. Sweet. Scar, it is your turn. Scar, smash. <laughs> <laughs> um, How far? Um, I can get to it without dashing, right? Yes, you can. Yes, I can. I'm going to do that. And... You are standing right next to Agamir. Okay. I'm going to use my Warhammer again. Scar Smash. Mm-hmm. Does a 17 hit? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Eight damage. Yes. Okay. You hit the spider uh, right in the abdomen, and it... You hear a crunch and it kind of squishes a bit. It's still up. One of its legs is crumpled, but it's still holding on. Oh my god, die already. So that is Scar's turn. Next is going to be Baby Spiders. Saf. Baby Spiders. (laughs) Baby Spiders swarm all around you. You are now in the Spider Swarm. And they're going to try and bite you. They fail, though. Excellent. You got lucky, kid. Just because I'm small doesn't mean I'm a kid. Oh, I think. Scar, a bunch of baby spiders pop up right next to you. Okay. And that's going to take us to Drew's turn. Drew, what would you like to do? The moment we've all been waiting for, of course. Um, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to take a chance. And say that the spider is low enough, and with my one last hit point, cast inflict wounds onto Spidey. Okay, roll me a uh, spell touch attack. All right. Is that also your last spell slot? Yep, this is my last spell slot. That's a 19 to hit. That will hit. So I do 3d10 damage. That's an 8, a 5, and a 7. 
Cool. Uh, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> what does it look like when the spider dies? Ah, yes. Okay. Um, Drew is not looking good. She is uh, beat up and her hair is all coming out of its braid and she is not looking great. And she uh, turns around and sees the spider that just, you know, bit into her leg and just lunges at it, like tackles it. She's mad, so she jumps on it. And, like, <laughs> when her hands touch its head, it, like, starts to get all burnt up and ashy, and it gets all purple and gross and starts disintegrating. Okay. Uh, before it can fully disintegrate, it lets out a shriek, and then you hear a pop, see a blinding flash, and the spider has vanished. Are the babies still there? The babies are still there. Kill them. Squeezing. Saf, it's going to be your turn. You, there is a swarm of spiders around you. All right. Uh, I would like to use my free action to let out a scream. I'll allow it. Followed by backing up five feet out of the swarm. Mm-hmm. And using my two daggers to swat at it. All right. Make an attack roll for me, please. That's a nine and a 20. I, I'm assuming I roll separately for them, right? Yes, but you only add your strength or dexterity modifier to one of the rolls for the damage anyway. One hits, one doesn't. So your main hand misses, your offhand hits. So when you roll for damage, you're just going to roll the 1d4. You're not going to add the strength or dex modifier. What about my proficiency bonus? I'm proficient with the daggers. You don't add that to the damage. Oh. That's only for the attack rolls. Oh. Ugh. I rolled a one. Ah, you quit yourself. What do we say when we do that, Justin? It's one for damage, not one on a oh, d20. Okay. It's not critical failure. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were attacking. I thought you were attacking. I'm not paying So attention. did I. Me neither. Nice. Okay, so you kill one of these spiders in front of you. One of the half swarm that's left. <laughs> Great. Agamir, it's your turn. There are spiders on the... Other side of Scar. Okay. I'm going to move 10 feet to get on to get next to the spiders. I did not roll my sne- I did not add my sneak attack damage last round to the big spider. I forgot about that. Ah. Yes. So, but according to the rules, <laughs> I don't, so I don't need advantage on an attack roll if another enemy is within five feet. They aren't incapacitated and I don't have, already have disadvantage. So, yeah, since Scar's next to him, I'm just going to pull out both of my daggers that I have on my sleeves mm-hmm. and wield those and attack the swarm. All right, let's see what you got. Okay. Slice and dice. All right, main hand is a 21 altogether to hit. Yep, that'll do it. And I can add my proficiency to, like, I'm rolling d d20. For my second hand, I, I add my proficiency bonus to... A chance to hit still. Your two hit bonus will be the same. It's just when you do the damage, it won't be. Okay. You won't add the. So offhand is a 15 in total. Okay. Both of those will hit. Okay. And the damage on my first one is a total of three. Nice. Nice. Yep. And then my second. That's with your sneak attack bonus? No, I haven't added the sneak attack yet. Oh, okay. My offhand damage is two, and my sneak attack is three. So, total of eight damage. 
Okay. You slice and dice a bunch of spiders. Um, there are still there's still a good amount of the swarm left though. So Scar, it's going to take us to your turn. There are spiders right next to you. Kill, kill. Squish him with your big hammer. Does a four? No, not fourteen. Plus two, two, an eighteen hit. Yes, that will hit. Hit just one of them or the swarm? It'll hit the swarm. Your warhammer's big. I add the bonus to damage, right? Uh, you'll add your strength modifier. On the attack bonus, that's what. For the weapon, I'm confused now. For are you are you doing your damage roll right now? Yes. So it's going to be one d eight plus whatever your strength modifier is. Okay, so that's the same thing. Uh, that would be a tan damage. Okay. Yeah, this swarm of spiders isn't doing so hot. You knock out more than half of them. There are only like one or two remaining. But that's going to take us to the itty-bitty spider turns. I say itty-bitty. They're probably about hand-sized. Gross. That's big. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) They're small compared to the big one. So, Saf, they're going to try and bite you again. And this time they're a little more lucky. So that's going to be a 16 to hit. And that will hit. And you're going to take four damage from their little baby spider bites. Oh, four damage. (laughs) So much. That's going to take us to the other swarm. And they're going to go for Scar since she did a ton of damage to all of them. Figured. That is going to be a 22 to hit. What? (laughs) And you will take four damage as well from their little baby bites. Tis but a scratch. Drew, it is now your turn. Okay. Miss one health. I'm gonna... uh, I'm gonna... I can't cure wounds because I don't have any more spell slots. Um, I have a dagger. So I guess I'm gonna use a dagger on some spiders. Okay. The ones by Scar and Agamir. So Scar, Agamir, and Drew are surrounding two little spider babies, and Saf is fighting maybe half a swarm by herself. It's because I'm badass. Drew's like on the ground, like with her dagger, like stab, 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 stab. Like it's like a almost. Um, what am I thinking of? Whack a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen to stab. That will hit. Okay. Six damage. All right. What's it look like when you kill the last two spiders in that swarm? Yeah. Uh, just what I said. I'm on the ground because I, I feel like she's not used to using a dagger. And so she's looking at them like eye level and she's just got her dagger up and like stabbing like whack-a-mole until she gets them. Okay. I should also mention that when each of these spiders die, they also blink out with a pop and a a little flash of light. When Agamir got hit with that spider viscera, he got sprayed with it and then it immediately like blinked out of existence. So, Saf, it is going to be your turn. There are itty bitty baby spiders in front of you. Alright, well I'm going to attack with my two daggers again. Okie doke. And that's two fifteens to hit. Those will both hit. 
And that's going to be five damage total. Okay. You stab at the swarm of spiders and you get almost all of them. And there's one just nipping at your heels right now. I kick it. Kick it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll let you kick it. Roll a roll a um, <laughs> uh, just a, a strength check, I guess. Or roll an attack and add your strength modifier. Fourteen. That'll hit. <laughs> roll a d four for damage. Four. Congratulations! You just killed a spider. How would you like to describe <laughs> how you killed it? <laughs> All right, so I do, uh, I kill a bunch of the main spiders with my two daggers, I slash at them, and then I spin around and I've got this one little itty bitty spider nipping at my heel, and I turn around and I kick it right in its face and it goes flying in the other direction. Excellent. Most excellent. And, uh, pops out of existence midair. Nice. Okay. So, you all killed some spiders. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, everyone. Your, fir- your first real combat. I was hoping there was going to be one left. I was going to dash 60 feet straight towards Sav and then, like, <laughs> throw both of my daggers. Flop <laughs> on the ground. Oh my so, God. like, a slide into first base. However, you're just jumping with two daggers in hand and you just slam them down. Well, I wouldn't want to hit you. So, I would come in, like... And they'd be throwing them past your face at the spiders. Hey, I mean, uh, Saf uh, shot her gun right in front of you. So uh-huh. maybe she deserves having some daggers thrown at her. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of your first true combat, y'all. I hope that you had a good time. I hope that our listeners had a good time uh, listening. Who the village idiot? Uh, this is going to be a hard one. Um I was like, we were mostly pretty good. Yeah, you all were mostly pretty good. Was there something we were missing as far as, like, getting these spiders to actually attack us? Nope. Okay. You just decided when to let that happen? No. Was it me walking towards the store? I can't tell you that. He rolled for it, didn't you? No. Are they called phase spiders? Is that what you said? They are phase spiders. What the heck is that even? A phase spider shifts back and forth between planes of existence. So when it was on, well, I, I mean, you know, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, no, I just never heard of it. That's fine. I did homebrew the uh, baby phase spiders, though. Cute. Does this mean that this has just become a shade pocket? No. Okay. No, it does not. And... Who's the village idiot? Who's the village idiot? Who's the village idiot? Um, Me for wanting to loot the store. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's going to have to be Drew. Excuse? Come again? For being a a spellcaster and going on the opposite side of the courtyard, away from all of the things that could protect her. Hmm. Spellcasters are squishy. <laughs> mm. You did drop yourself down to one hit point by not hiding. I call that good RP. I feel like I shouldn't be punished for uh, good RP. I think you should encourage that. Okay, well, how about this? You get inspiration, but you're also the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
No, it's okay. We'll just fight about it later. It's all right. Okay. Cool. That's <laughs> a great part about being married to the dean to the DM. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Village Idiots podcast. I enjoyed DMing it. I hope my players had a good time playing. Nicole, we're on social media, right? Okay, so we're on Twitter at Village Idiot Pod. Uh, personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at J Roma Twenty. You can find me at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And you can pretend that I'm phasing between existence, planes of existence. Oh my god, I was hoping you would do that. Because <laughs> you cannot find me. Error 404. No Jordan. If you could take a second and head on to iTunes and leave us a really cool review, that would be awesome. Um, it's super helpful letting us know what you guys liked and didn't like, whether or not you like the combat or you hate it because it takes too long or <laughs> you want us to do it more. Whichever. Um, But it also helps us in the ratings and gets more people to hear us. Um, So definitely go on there and do that if you can. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because we do super cool giveaways. We just had one where we give away a Village Idiots t-shirt. It says, I crit myself on the front with our logo on the back. It's super cute. So congrats to Applesauce Magic for winning that, for following us and everything. We super appreciate it. Also on the back logo, there is a website of which we do have one. It is villageidiotspodcast.com, and we put cool stuff up like graphics and fun facts and village idiot tallies. Yes, we've got um, the tally of everyone who's a village who's been at Village Idiot so far, so we can crown the massive idiot at the end. And then we've also got Agamir's boat tally, so you can see how close we are to buying a ship. Spoiler alert, it's not very. <laughs> not at all. In case you guys haven't heard, hot goss on the street is that we are starting a Patreon. That's right. You can give us money now. You're welcome. We have special content that's going to be on there. We are going to have Nicole and I just bullshitting because everyone wants to hear that. But most importantly, we do have a special campaign that we actually recorded as a tester for this. And it is a prequel campaign. So you can listen to us be uncomfortable and also listen to a campaign that kind of takes place in the same world and informs this one. So you would have inside knowledge, um, not that we're bribing you or anything. There'll also be extra behind the scenes stuff and more about our personal lives, but you can go on and check that out. And we're going to release the video later explaining a little bit more in detail about what we're offering. But yeah, definitely go check out our Patreon and... Not to be uh, crass, but give us your money. Uh, yeah, so I, I know that was a lot of housekeeping stuff, but thank you all for listening in again. We hope you enjoyed. And until next week, bye. Bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.